the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. We've got a full house today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme, since we're in the World Series, baseball team nicknames. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Nam, let's start it off with you. Yeah, so this is an article I pulled off the uh, printer today. Ten biggest bombshells from Meghan Markle and... Wait, that's yours. Uh, That's yours, Edward. Sorry, I pulled off your article. Um, This article... Could have been worse. (laughs) We got it off Edward's printer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Millennials are keeping the U.S. out of recession, market bull Tony Dwyer says. So millennials are playing a vital role in Tony Dwyer's bullish case for stocks. Says the Can Accord Genuity chief market strategist believes the demographics' robust spending is lowering recession risks. So that's interesting. It's a really big deal, he says, uh, on CNBC. The peak so, birth year. So millennial consumer spending. Yes. Okay, got it. Consumer spending. And last week we talked about the um, average age that millennials are starting their home purchase, hmm. which is beyond what it was previously. So. There's a number of things, both that affect the general economy and the housing market, but the peak birth year in the millennials is almost as big as the peak birth year of the baby boomer generation. Ooh, okay. So he's saying because of that, uh, even though millennials were sort of uh, debt-averse previously, um, with the economy being strong, with unemployment being low, they're comfortable uh, increasing their spending now. So that makes sense. That, that's pretty interesting. You know, I, it's funny that you started off with millennials because I have an article that also touches on millennials and, and, and it ties into something that I've uh, researched a little bit over the course of the last couple of weeks. And um, I think it was apartment survey or something like that. They did a um, they did a poll and they found that only four point nine percent of millennials who want to buy a home think they'll be successful in the next year. So there's a lot of skepticism about them actually succeeding in becoming homeowners. Uh, all, all the usual suspects, student mm-hmm. loan debt, high cost of entry in a lot of areas, um, saving for a down payment. What I've observed, though, is that a lot of these individuals, millennials, and it, I'm sure it ties into what you're talking about there. They, When they go to buy a house, they go into an industry that is relatively complex, and I think a lot of them are unaccustomed to asking simple questions. In other mm-hmm. words, hey, how does your industry work? How do I get a good deal on this? What do I need to know? Um, a lot of the millennials that I work with are, are 
fairly accomplished despite their young age in what they do uh, for a profession. And it doesn't always carry over to everything else. In other words, I, I encourage them to ask questions yeah. and, 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 you know, even go out on a limb and feel a little bit embarrassed or maybe like they're asking a silly question because it's important that they know the basics. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of articles about millennials as to whether or not millennials will save the day with respect to both the housing market and then the general mm-hmm. economy, Nam, as you just pointed mm-hmm. out. But then there's this, almost as many articles saying, nah, yeah, not going to happen. They're going to sit it out. They <laughs> won't be buying houses because they're really not into buying things or into renting things. Because they're uh, uh, transient. Well, well, right. it's part of the rental economy. I mean, why buy a boat when you can rent a boat? Why buy a car yeah. when you can use Uber? Well, why okay. buy a house when you can Airbnb or rent? So, so why why buy a wife when you no no rent oh, okay. an office <laughs> when you can WeWork? All right, so yeah. so so the so the um, you know you look at that, and I know all real estate is local, and, and we are real estate centric here. We talk yep. about a lot of it, but uh, you know here in the Bay Area, what I find across my clientele, especially the younger set, is it's really hard to get ahead if you don't own real estate. Okay, so yeah. if, if you're if you think you're gonna you know uh, just get a some sort of equity event or payout or whatever from your company, great. I hope you do. But for the rest of us, you know, if you don't have real estate on your balance sheet, man, it's hard to get ahead because Bay Area cost of living it, it, traditionally is not going anywhere. Just put it all in Bitcoin. Well, <laughs> you can talk a little bit about that for this year, right? Yeah. What's happened right. to Bitcoin year over year? But man, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta be in the game. Yeah, even if, if real estate is not appreciating or if you don't believe real estate's going to appreciate in the next couple of years and maybe we're at the top of the market. And I am talking with realtors who are saying, hey, the marketing's softening. It's changing right now in San Francisco and uh, Southern Marin and other uh, wealthier communities. But, but that being said, you know, when you buy real estate, you're buying it, you're putting equity in it. Right. right, and then you're using debt, and that debt has tax benefits. And uh, every payment you. that you make, theoretically, yeah. you're paying down the loan. Right. You, so you're it's, building, a, it's a forced yeah. savings yes, plan exactly. for you. Your mortgage is, uh, assuming you don't have an interest-only mortgage, which, which most of us nowadays do not have, Correct. since it's uh, they're hard to get. Uh, you know, and your real estate is, you know, it's we're not yet. At least, as far as any statistics show, we're not in a depreciating real estate market yet. Prices per square foot in most Bay Area markets are still kind of straddling. They're they're about even right now, but they have yet to decline. And uh, maybe we'll see some declining in the next couple of months uh, as the numbers, uh, price per, historical price per square footage has come out for, say, August and September. And but, we're going into that time. And we're going into that yeah, time, yeah, right, exactly. Right. But, um, but yes, real estate is still, um, even in the market we're in right now, if you can buy it, you should buy it. Well, I also think that you look at you look at a lot of uh, buyers, um, or you look at people coming into the market now, thinking about buying, that have had the ability to buy in the past. Let's say they sat on their hands oh, in right. 2013 or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen in our lifetime recently, um, it's getting further in the rearview mirror, but we've seen probably one of the toughest real estate events and corrections that I think any of us are going to see. Mm. And, and, and it's behind us now, and you look at people that have straddled that, the decisions they made have a profound impact on where they are today, especially if they've been renting the whole time in the Bay Area, because it hasn't yeah. gotten any well, easier. As, in that as long as either. unemployment stays low and people's wages are rising, it, that'll help the the real estate market. Well, you just yeah. hit two of the ten. I've got a ten oh, reasons to buy in California. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all tying <laughs> in. Did I steal your thunder? It's pretty cool that we've we've touched on all this, except I don't know what we're going to talk about for the next really? forty five minutes. <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it's ten reasons to buy in, to buy a California home sooner rather than later. Okay. Uh, 
And we're going to get pick it up on the next one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because we got to cut to a uh, commercial break here. All right. We're talking uh, baseball nicknames, right? First trivia question is, which baseball team was known as the Gas House Gang? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know this one, Gas right? House. No, I know. <laughs> Gas House. You always go for those, like, 1930s yes. baseball yes. teams. That, very good. This is the 1930s. Well, okay. so that, that narrows it down a little bit. Right. Cool. So, I mean, you're limited to... It's not uh, the Houston only, Astros. No, <laughs> exactly. That's right. You're limited, you're limited to, like, Or the Washington teams. Nationals. Yeah. No. no. Uh, okay. Uh, call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Question is, which baseball team was known as the Gas House Gang? And stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf, Nam Fon, and Rob Spinoza. Hike. Uh, first trivia question <laughs> Which baseball team was known as the Gas House Gang? Uh, we're all scratching like our noggins here. The uh, St. Louis, Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Really? 30s, yeah. Huh? Uh, the what next is a gas house? Any? I, I yeah. don't know. We were trying to figure that out. I, I, have, I have gas once in a while, but that's not the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Anytime you visit Edward's house. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay, we want to make a mention here for um, the uh, Urban Tavern, which is located near Union Square. They celebrate local food and beer scene with seasonal menus and more than a dozen Bay Area Crafts on Tap. And if you uh, go there with your game day logo, like professional sports gear, uh, one buy one, get one game day drink deal. Free. Pretty good. Check them out. Urban Tavern. That's near San Francisco Union Square. All right. Uh, let's see. Rob, hey. ten, 10 things you wanted to share So with Mark us. was, I think it was Mark, was saying uh, we were talking about the 10, we were talking about attributes of buying a home now. You were talking about unemployment, low mm-hmm. unemployment, wages, uh, and those are some of the things that are listed. I have an article here, um, 10 reasons to buy a California home sooner rather than later. Yeah. Number one, bosses are hiring. Number two, wages are up. Number three, low rates are not forever. Mm. Uh, four, lenders are lending. And then it goes on. Um, Mark talks a little bit about price appreciation is cooling. Multiple offers are out, also out of style. I don't know if I agree with some of those, but what I will tell you is that this is a conversation I have frequently with clients because when rates get better, you would think people would be happy about that, but instead what tends to take over is a sense of greed. Is it going to go lower It's still? a trend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's been so much news about negative interest rates. There's yeah. been so much news about Fed rate cuts, and all this kind of fuels this idea that, hey, I can, I can wait. And when we have this conversation, one of the things I talk about is it doesn't happen in a vacuum. So we're in a time right now where you've got prices kind of, uh, you know, a buyer can go out there and can negotiate. That wasn't happening a few years ago. You've got low rates. You've got credit capacity. um, And you've got some inventory finally. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, these things Mm -hmm. don't, you know, they don't always converge. And buyers should be aware of the fact that this is an opportunity that may not come around that way again for some time. Are you saying that the uh, planets are aligning yeah, the I mean, are like, I th- no, I, I agree with Rob. Yeah. I, I think absolutely. Marianne Williamson would, would, would go along with that, right? Okay. <laughs> she was in the Democratic debate. Come on, everybody. So is anybody oh. asking? <laughs> Come on. Rob, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the uh, fifth, fifth dimension, yeah. the Aquarius <laughs> and all that. Okay, yeah. So, Rob, is anybody asking you whether, you know, should I buy now or should I wait for prices to come down in the next couple of years? Because yeah, it I, looks like we're going into a recession and blah, blah, blah. I, I, and, and, yes, they are asking that question, but I, I go back to what I was just talking about here. Yeah. I mean, you don't... You can't control what you don't control, and, 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 and that's what happens with those situations. So 
if we ended up in a, in a recession again, nobody can tell me for sure. Nobody can tell them for sure what sort of credit capacity would be there. I mean, last time we had a recession, we saw a big restriction in credit capacity. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And That's also, just it, like, it would, it, right. It'd be really easy for someone to say, yeah, I bought my house in 2006 and I lost my shirt. It took forever to get that equity back. Well, you probably couldn't have bought that house in 2009. Right. Because uh, maybe you didn't point. qualify right. for, uh, for the, the cheap and easy money that we were getting. Well, and, and Mark, you've already said you can always make money in real estate. You just got to buy at the right time. Right. Know, whether right, the market's right. going up, or up down, yeah. down or yeah. sideways, you can always make money in real estate. Now, and again, if you're looking for a place to live, you know, it's, you know, you're not looking to make money, but as a long-term investment and with the tax benefits you get from owning real estate, which I know they've been diminished a little bit with the 2018 tax act, but right. still, um, you know, by and large, in terms of investments, uh, uh, buying your own home versus renting is always a better better deal. Now, you guys deal, Nam, Mark, Edward, you guys deal with investors frequently. I mean, yes. that's the core of your business. So mm-hmm. I would make a case that, that the, the real estate trends uh, are even more... Um, uh, how would you put it? The ruthless for investors because you've really got to be willing to put money in when things get when there's blood in the streets. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times you have to buck the trend to make money on investments. We see some people thinking about investments with a primary home mentality, and it almost never works. You got to look at it like an investment for a mm-hmm. lot of other reasons. Right, right. Yeah. And what's uh, what also is interesting is um, I've heard some people say, you know, I, I can't wait for the next recession because I'm going to put my money aside and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out there and get those buying opportunities. Foreclosures will be back sure. up, etc. Everybody is saying that. So right. I don't, right. I don't necessarily right. think that. I think again, supply and demand, especially in California. Right. We're not talking about what's going to happen in Georgia or Las Vegas right. or Ohio. We're talking about you know the San Francisco Bay Area, California. I just you know, there's there's not enough added supply. Well, there's right. just not going to be a fire sale of real estate in California. Well, here's the other thing: is that uh, okay? So it starts a recession. When does it end? Well, that, because so, I, so you, you decide you when just, do you go back? You when do you go in? Yeah, you, 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 you could exactly. be waiting around forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but this plays into the herd mentality I was talking about with interest rates because now you know you've got right now you've got almost historic lows and people are waiting for them to go lower some people are making a decision <laughs> right. based on that they can't support it with any kind of sort of factual information but what I saw during the last downturn is that when the you know the the, the school of fish turned they all turned at once nobody wanted to buy that's right. why prices yeah. continued yeah. to yep. fall but some investors swooped in at that time they did make the commitment to that and they and they ended up coming out ahead Right, and that was a rare confluence of events. Correct. For people who didn't spend all their capital, that had liquidity, that had the ability to, to swoop in and buy homes at uh, foreclosure sale prices for sixty cents on the dollar or whatever well, people I, thought they were getting prices for. But yeah. that's just that you know how likely is that to happen again? In, well, in and, the next to, round? And, to, and to be honest, I you know when two thousand nine, ten, eleven hit, I was kind of doing the same thing. I was going. I'm, I'm a little nervous about. Being excited about buying something now, thinking, is this going to go lower? Or right. did yeah. I hit it close to the bottom? That's tough. Well, and it's interesting that, uh, you know, we started out talking about the article about how, you know, millennials uh, uh, and their buying, uh, expected buying habits might, uh, you know, continue to keep this economy growing. You know, I think what's happening in the media is everyone's scratching and clawing for. Uh, predictions as to where mm-hmm. we're going. Uh, you know, is there going to be a recession that starts in 2020? Almost everybody's saying doesn't look like it now. Looks like we're now looking into 2021. You know, I, then, I've heard that same thing. So. Yeah, and and so it's uh, when is it going to start? What's going to start it? Is it going to be a general economic recession first, followed by a real estate recession, or will it be a real estate recession first followed?
followed by. I mean, who knows? And, well, I also uh, think what what this time around is tying in with a greater degree of influence on our economy is the global economy and and yep. the the how we are intertwined now with China and Europe and what's happening over there. And I mean, this plays over into our politics as well. Make no mistake about it. I mean, this is all coming together. And uh, what we were talking about before were. Whatever happens may not look identical to what last happened. And I think buyers, home buyers, investors, whatever your stripe, you've got to be prepared to, to take different things into consideration with that. Yeah, overall, general economic conditions are looking pretty good. No one's no one that I respect, whose opinion I respect, is is forecasting an imminent recession. Um, but that being said, it you know it's just as likely to be a black swan event that uh, occurs out there, a trade war, something that happens with China, than than it will be just a general economic cycle. That causes the next downturn. I don't know where they got that term "black swan." I don't just, know either. Yeah. Is it most swans are white, and so a black one kind of is an outlier? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, guys, cutting to our second commercial break uh, again. Your favorite subject: uh, baseball team nicknames <laughs> from the 1930s. <laughs> no, this this one's a little and bit before. later. Okay, this is, this is, we'll even give you a hint. This is probably from the 40s and 50s. Okay, <laughs> which baseball team was known as the Boys of Summer? Oh, wow. Yeah, you probably know this one. All right. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first one with the... For, no? Not, you don't no, know that no one? No idea. Be, be, well, you will have heard of the team. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a hint. They, I know the they're song. Not, they're not around anymore. Oh, come on. You're narrowing it down now. I got a you know it, horse right? in the race. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Which baseball team was known as the Boys of Summer? You better get the next trivia <laughs> question. That's all I can say. All right. Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Namfon and Rob Spinoza. Second trivia question, which baseball team was known as the Boys of Summer? I would say the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes. Nice. Oh, very good. Ooh, nice. Right. That was good. That was good. You got that one. And the next one, I, I think you guys will get. Okay. Uh, <laughs> of course, I always say that. Nam, uh, continue on, please. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about the economy and housing. Um, I have another article related. It's from the Washington Post. It says, economists identify an unseen force holding back affordable housing. The force? Unseen force. <laughs> may, it be, may it be with you. May the force be with us. So uh, it starts out by saying, when the smoke cleared after the Great Recession, the home builders who survived were su- in a surprisingly strong position. Hmm. They had fewer competitors and more power in their local markets. They have since built on that advantage, consolidating into many mark until many markets are controlled by just a few builders. Makes sense. So uh, their power has exacerbated the country's affordable housing crisis. Hmm. Use uh, housing debates rarely involve the O word, but oligopolies, a cousin mm. of monopolies in which few powerful players corner the market, are emerging everywhere. So they're saying that because there's fewer home builders out there, they're controlling inventory, pricing, and availability and, of housing and stock. And the type of houses that are mm. being built. Because right. the other thing I hear about with building is, is the proportion of you know, luxury homes versus your standard, you know, entry level homes has mm. changed over the course of the last decade. Yeah, what they're saying too is that, um, and this is macro; it's not just California, right. but um, there could be a, a shortage of an additional one hundred and fifty thousand 
units per year just because there's less competition. So not just it's not just California that's uh, under building uh, housing stock. It's uh, according nationally. to the Washington Post, it's nationally. Yeah. Wow. And then another article, um, then any comments was tracking the stock value of these uh, builders and saying they're just through the roof right hmm. now. Literally. In terms of reasons to buy, yeah. you know, housing stock, at least for new builds, isn't going to be jumping, you know, a lot uh, in the next few years just because these builders are holding yeah. back on the volume. I mean, I remember so. when buying a house for like, you know, $120 a foot was normal. Now it's thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also wonder how um, you know the the trade war will play out with the cost of material and how that yeah. will impact builders and what what sort of um, changes to their business model they'll make as a result of that if it continues. Um, I'm not an expert in that. I don't know you know the economics of, of the home building industry, but uh, they, that has to be a, a factor in, in their decision going forward into you know 2020, 2021. Yeah. You know, in, in all of the uh, housing projects that you read about in the Bay Area now, most of them are highly dense, uh, multi-unit, yeah. transit-oriented yeah. type of, of yeah. housing stock. And, and the good news is that they're actually you know proposing to build you know thousands of units. Uh, but the uh, the better news, I think, for single-family homeowners and investors and those of us who would rather own a home with a lot and uh, and and a yard rather than live in in some you know dense multi-unit apartment type of or condo type of complex is really still the supply and demand factor of it if there just isn't going to be much new supply coming on of single-family residential homes in California what's the likelihood of a of a price drop anywhere yeah. near what we experienced in 2007 through 2010. I just, I just don't know how it could possibly happen unless something of an economic calamity so yeah. severe happened that it doesn't really that. matter what you own. Everything's going to suffer. Yeah. All right, guys. Want to shift over here for uh, email time? Oh, Mark Anom. Question comes in. Where can I learn more about trust deed investing? Rochambeau for that answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come well, to us. Come to Pacific Private Money. Go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. Um, well, the questions, uh, where can I learn more about trustee investing? First, a caveat. Trustee investing is, well, a definition. In the yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you, yeah. what, what, what is trustee investing? What is trustee investing? So it's called trustee investing in California. It's really mortgage note investing or note investing. It's basically investing in a, you know, privately funded with your money mm-hmm. uh, or your money and a bunch of other people's money uh, fractionally, or you you fund the whole note yourself. And uh, it's called trustee investing because in California, we don't actually have mortgages. We have deeds of trust. And so they're also called trust deeds or deeds of trust. So trustee investing is is what it's generally called, which is the activity of using your money and investing in a um, a mortgage-backed or deed of trust-backed promissory note secured by real estate. And so um, it's been growing in popularity over the last 10 years. Here's the caveat. It's growing in popularity over the last 10 <laughs> years, yeah. and more and more people know about Note investing secured by real estate. That means I can get a lower rate, right? Well, it means borrowers can get <laughs> yes. a lower rate, generally <laughs> speaking. But but the investor side of it is that right. the the competition for individual deeds of trust is really really high. How do we know that? Well, at Pacific Private Money, we have over three hundred investors who prefer to invest in trust deeds versus, say, a mortgage pool fund, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and fewer of them are seeing 
or more and more of them are seeing fewer and fewer opportunities. And uh, in fact, we're we're going to be doing uh, a series of events uh, promoting our mortgage pool fund in the in the coming weeks. And many of the audience ask us, "Hey, do you guys also allow direct note investing?" And we have to tell them, "Well, yes, we do." But guess what? We really we don't. We, we, can't, uh, we can't accommodate any new note investors at Pacific Private Money, really. Because at the end of the day, we've got, we've got our mortgage pool fund. We also have a buyer of notes that will buy our, say, 9% notes at a 7% note rate and allow us to uh, earn the difference. And compare that with my trusted investors who like to don't like to accept less than maybe a 1% uh, Differential or in the they need rate. an eight or nine percent yield. Yeah, so it's hey, just it's it's. I tell, just, I tell you what, yeah. um, we're going to continue with that. Okay. Got, unfortunately, I'm getting the cane here across oh. my neck that says we have to go to another commercial break. Running out of time. We're going to continue on with that though. Okay. Third trivia question is: Which baseball team was known as Murderers Row? Mm. That's a famous one. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win the uh, tanning certificate. Again, which baseball team was known as Murderer's Row? When we come back, uh, Mark's going to continue on explaining about uh, what's going on with trustee investing in the competition. And then we'll move on to Rob about the uh, uh, buying down of a mortgage. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Vaughn, Mark Hahn. And Rob Spinoza. Hey, you know, I notice how I changed up a little bit there? Yeah. Okay, third trivia. lineup. <laughs> That's right, change the lineup. Which baseball <laughs> team was known as Murderer's Row? New York, New York Yankees. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what go. year was the main year? Uh, wasn't it like 26, 27? 27. Very good. 2007. Nice. I know. That's not, I th- you're not even really the sports guy. That's uh, pretty that really good. Is, but, but you know, New York Yankees is kind of playing into my wheelhouse. Gotcha. I have a dad, grandfather. They were big fans. Yeah. Big fans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mark, continue on with uh, trustee investing. You were talking about why the competition was, what's going on. It's hard well, to Well, the email question was, um, how do I learn more about trustee investing? Presumably, how do I get you know, in into trustee investing, learning about it. I mean, you can certainly do a Google search on you know, type in uh, trustee investing, and it'll come up with all kinds of articles. Uh, some of them are government sponsored. California DRE has a great uh, pamphlet on uh, uh, note investing. Although I'll tell you, they have so many you know should do this and should do that, and beware this and beware that. And by the time you finish reading it, you'll probably scare you away from <laughs> from note investing. But uh, no, we've we've um, it used to be called the best kept secret in investing. Uh, trustee investing in California, and uh, not so much the best-kept secret anymore. And it is difficult to find high-quality trustees to invest in because the highest-quality trustees are being given away to the, the best yeah. clients, the most long-standing clients of most private loan originators. And, and that's no different with Pacific Private Money. I, I got you know, you got to come clean, come clean and say that's, you know, we've got our go-to guys, maybe, you know, 30 or 40 different investors that just, uh, you know, they're, they can make decisions extremely that's quick what I was say. and they don't mm-hmm. run you through the ringer. I mean, that's the thing you, 
to get good quality trustees, you have to say yes quickly. They've earned their stripes by a, a history of, of having made you know quick decisions and yep. being able to back it and up. And they know what to look yeah. for. They have a sense for what is a good investment to make, what is a good loan to fund, that is, and what is not, and what a good borrower looks like. And again, they can, they can look at... Uh, the you know the, the the common metrics that we supply with uh, any offering that we make, and they can make a decision quickly. I once enough. heard a, a kind of a joke about that. They were talking about going into a field like you know a beginner going into a field that's dominated by investors. It could have been real estate, but the, the old adage: if you got if you thought you got a good deal, you didn't get a good deal. Right, <laughs> right. that's true. Well, I, I get I get, and then I get uh, new investors who call me and say, "Well, I just got that this thing from ABC uh, uh, Loan Originator. It's twelve percent. It's a first." position. How come you guys can't do any of those things? I said, well, because we would never have made the right, loan that they're right, offering you right. in the first place. And if I were you, I, I would run the other way and yeah. not invest in that. Because so, there's, so no, there's no free lunch. Would you suggest that, it, you know, to that point, if somebody's getting into trustee investing, maybe they go into the pool fund first mm-hmm. and kind of figure out how that works? Is that a good entry point or, or what would you recommend? I would say so um, for a number of reasons. One, you can start out with a smaller amount okay. and it's diversified. And you're diversified, right. Yeah. So you can start earning a return on your investment um, right away. So whereas someone who's doing a trustee investment is investing in a specific note on a specific property, per, perhaps, mm-hmm. if they're going into the pool fund, they're putting their money in and then you guys are putting that to work for them across a real estate portfolio. Absolutely. And okay. they're paying us to manage the right. decision making, the whole process. Um, and they are diversified. But you would get to know that investor that way. In other words, mm-hmm. if they stepped up into note investing and things like that, you yeah. would have a history with them that you could develop. Right. Well, and we have hinted to some people who um, come to us with lots of money. We've said, well, you know what a lot of people are doing? They're opening up an account with us for maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then uh, and then they get uh, kind of get in the a front row seat right. to the other notes that we're not doing in the fund, but are, are still quality notes, and we're making those available to our individual investor clients. So, again, for more information, you can always call us. We're happy to explain this to you more, we're at 415-883-2150 or go to pacificprivatemoney.com. We're always adding new pages and new information to our website, and you could uh, um, get a bunch of information from there. But uh, again, it's it's a great way to diversify your, um, your investment portfolio uh, using mortgage debt, either through a mortgage pool fund like the Pacific Private Money Fund or through individual trustees, which you can get from us or many other quality originators. Uh, here in California. Very good. And uh, Rob, yep. let's see here. We got an email that talks about, uh, do you, do, excuse me, do most mortgage companies offer a buy-down rate anymore? Yeah, you can do a buy-down in almost any loan program. Thanks. What that means Explain, is, yeah. uh, so let's say you, know, you come in the door today and you ask for a quote on a 30-year fixed rate loan and, and, the, and the rate is 4%. And then you said, well, you know, I really want to get 3.75%. Do you have that available? The answer is typically yes, we do. But you would have to pay what are known as points up front or a, what we call a discount in order to buy the rate down. That's what you're getting at. So it becomes a math equation. Let's say by going down to 3.75%, you save $50 a month. That's $600 a year. If the investment to get that 3.75 is $2,400, for example, it's going to take you four years to recoup 
that investment. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it to buy down that rate? Yes, you're going to have a lower payment. Yes, you're going to have the fancy lower rate that you can brag about at the water cooler. But the investment you make initially, will you recover that? Because if you don't live in the house or you refinance the loan prior to four years, you've actually lost money on that investment. So the answer, short answer is yes, you can buy down interest rates, but you have to do the math to make sure it works for your scenario. How common is that nowadays among your it's, clients? You know, it's not all that common. Um, because of the how low rates are? Yeah, it's, it's because of how low rates are. And it's also because of the fact that we've seen this cycle now for 10 plus years where the rates may go up, they may come down again. And so refinance activity has been really high. And generally, if you invest in a mortgage rate, you could lose it if you refinance and a better opportunity comes along. So, you know, my advice on that generally is that, you know, start with your zero point rate when you're doing shopping because lenders will confuse you if you let them. So if you go to one <laughs> lender, they may say, nah. yeah, my rate's three and a half percent in our example, but you're paying two points for it. Get everybody on the same page. Mm. Hey, what's your zero point rate? Then you can compare l one lender to the next with their lender fees. And then if you want to buy down the rate, you can look into doing so uh, if it works for your scenario. When the, when the zero point rate is, let's just say three and a half, for example, because mm -hmm. I know rates are, are fairly low right now yep. at, at, at you know, close to historical low levels. Is it more expensive than it was maybe when rates were 5% to buy down the rate? Or is it always, or, or do they do they change yeah, the percentages around? It varies. So, so that's a great question. And it's a technical question because when we look at our rate sheet, the buy downs will vary depending on what uh, coupon we're selling into. So when you have, for example, a Fannie Mae back security, I know it's getting technical. I can see people's, I, even though we're on the radio, eyes I can, rolling I can see it. eyes rolling. Blazing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, suffice it to say, every day that changes and it can vary rate to rate. So sometimes you'll see, hey, it only costs you a quarter to get the next eighth lower in interest rate, but then hmm. you go another eighth lower than that, it might cost you another half percent. Uh, so mm. it's not linear uh, and you have to ask your lender on that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And uh, Rob, again, how do people get a hold of you? You can reach me. Um, just do a Google search. Rob Spinoza is my name. I work for Guaranteed Rate. Um, you can go on Yelp. You can go on Google and, and uh, just you know look for Mortgage Broker in Marin. Um, and my phone number is 415-367-5959. Serving all of California. Very good. So yeah. how are rates um, this this month? They're great. I mean, rates overall are really good. Uh, most of the most of the quotes we're seeing are in the high threes for 30-year fixed rate loans. Hmm. Uh, they are a little bit higher than they were about a month ago, and they are a lot lower than they were this time last year. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the okay. thing. That's That's what's really that's interesting. That's what people need to remember. Right. And uh, the only thing we do know is that uh, just about every year when they predict where rates will be a year from now, they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's what's so right about them. <laughs> okay, it's like a clock that's broken. It's at least twice. Uh, it's right twice a what day. Is right? That? Yeah. Yeah, the, the saying okay. uh, economists have predicted uh, nine of the last 11 recessions. There are 11 of the last nine <laughs> right, recessions. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. And 82.634% uh, of uh, statistics are wrong. You're All right. Up. Stay, with, <laughs> stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be back with some closing comments. You're listening to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to the Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best in Investing. Last time for today, Edward Brown here along with Nam Fon, Mark Honf, and Rob Spinoza. Hey, I did that without looking at you guys. That's pretty good. Nice. Uh, Nam, um, we have uh, the Pacific Private Money's got a couple of uh, one last event coming up. Yeah, one last event coming up Walnut next Creek, right? Wednesday, yeah. uh, the night before uh, Hollow's Eve. Mm. All Hallows Eve, yeah. Yeah, 1030. Uh, that's uh, Walnut Creek at the Embassy Suites. So if you haven't made our previous two, now's your chance. Um, and so don't don't lose out on this opportunity. Give us a call at 415-883-2150. So far, we've had great turnout. And, yeah. and uh, after the first one, we had somebody who the next day sent in all their paperwork and will be uh, investing Two hundred ten thousand. That's so, great. It was very well yeah. received. Our yeah. first one. We're actually doing our second one tonight. So you can't come, unfortunately, because <laughs> it will have already happened. But um, it uh, it it. We had uh, we talked about uh, not only the Pacific Private Money Fund and some of the tax advantages, uh, thanks to the twenty eighteen tax act, where. Um, Twenty percent of the income you earn from our fund, uh, for as long as this uh, tax law is in effect, is sheltered. Yeah. So you don't pay taxes. So if you earn ten thousand dollars in K one interest income from uh, our fund, uh, you only pay taxes on eight thousand. So not only do you get a what's been a, roughly a seven point six percent yield, you get a boosted effective yield from the tax savings on that, which is really nice. And then the uh, the second half of the presentation is tax attorney Steve Moskowitz talking about um, other. Other uh, real estate tax saving strategies that you may have heard about but might not fully understand just how juicy some of these can be and how some of them have also been um, uh, have been enhanced thanks to the 2018 tax act so um, not only just you know opportunity zones is, is among them um, or some of the other things that uh, uh, cost segregation, cost segregation mm-hmm. if you own commercial real estate uh, he gets a little bit more into other um, real estate and, and business tax strategies that qualify for the 20% uh, QBID qualified business income deduction. Which we, we do want to put a uh, yeah. caveat on, on there that uh, you're, you're, if you're married filing joint, your income has to be under 315000 in order to, to, and obviously we tell people to talk to their tax people, yep. but generally speaking, most people are going to get that 20%. Uh, but one of the things I was surprised at is how... Um, how funny and personable Steve Moskowitz yeah. is yeah. Uh, when he speaks. Uh, you know, we've all heard Wait, him for years and years. Are you saying that all CPAs years. are not funny? Well, he's a tax attorney. He's a CPA. We've, and then he become a tax attorney. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a double whammy. It is a double. Yeah, he's, he's both. And, you know, you've heard his commercials for years in the Bay Area. And, you know, sometimes he comes off maybe he's a little bit dry. And, you know, how, how exciting is you haven't paid your taxes in years? I can help you <laughs> yeah, right. with the IRS. But actually, he, he does a lot more than just that. In fact, uh, most of his practice is helping people save money on taxes, helping people actually pay the file, file and pay their taxes every year, yeah. save t- even more taxes through various legal tax strategies. In fact, we'll so. give him a little plug here. It's 888-TAX-DEAL. Nice yes. and simple. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So come, uh, you got your uh, third and final opportunity to come see us in Walnut Creek on Wednesday, October Wednesday the 30th. 30th. And we yeah. have a special MC. That's right. A special personality uh, on the radio, who yep. not us, who's going to uh, MC the event. It'll be a surprise. So it's free to come. There are hors d'oeuvres, and it's worthwhile. It's worth your while. We won't bore you to tears. It'll be fun and engaging, and it's great information. It's so MC Hammer, us. isn't it? I can't touch this. I think we should charge five hundred dollars a ticket. 
It's and worth it. You know, and then, uh, yeah, can we get all that free tax advice? I just advice? surprise your guests at the door with that one. I mean, don't <laughs> no, tell no, them no, on no, the radio. No, 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 can't, okay. can't surprise He's them. He's got to wear those pants, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I used church, to have no, a pair. D- d- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I finally gave up my angel's flight pants. <laughs> and, Mom, you're too young to remember that. No, you're know too what young. And your short too, shorts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. You look at old When are we over here? Were we out of time? Please. Are we out of town? Yeah, please. Uh, Yes, we are. Spare me. Yes, Plario. Okay, here we go. Here's our thoughts for the day. What is the best thing to do when you have a hole in in your boat and the water's leaking inside? Make another hole to drain the water out. That's three stooges. Yeah, that's that's how that works. And he who laughs last didn't get the joke. Didn't get the joke. Yeah. Uh, I have one of those unlimited cell plans, uh, you know, cell phone plans. Uh, there's no limit to how much they can charge me. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.